The CDC is warning Americans to avoid real kosher soft serve ice cream after two reports of people being infected with listeria, a potentially serious bacterial illness for those with weakened immune systems. The company has issued a recall. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. The industry lobby for brand name drug makers is requesting summary judgment in its lawsuit seeking to overturn the government's planned Medicare drug price negotiations. The request from Pharma comes as the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is slated to announce the list of drugs selected for bargaining by September 1st. The Health and Human Services Department has ordered the New York State Psychiatric Institute to halt research involving human subjects after a participant in one study died by suicide. Researchers had been testing a Parkinson's disease drug to see if it would help adults with depression. The psychiatrist leading the study resigned on June 1st. HHS said it is now investigating the Institute's safety protocols. And lawmakers in Washington seem to be warming to the idea of using psychedelic drugs to treat mental illness, but concerns remain about safety. Politico healthcare reporter Catherine Ellen Foley is here to explain. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So lawmakers in Washington seem to be warming up to this idea of using psychedelic medicine as a way to address the country's mental health crisis. What has led to this sort of shift in sentiment around psychedelic use? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's certainly a very different tone than we've seen in Washington in the past and something that's uniting both Democrats and Republicans. So what we've seen in recent years, as my colleague Aaron Shoemaker and I reported, is that as more and more data comes out about the potential for psychedelics to cure some of these really difficult to treat mental health issues like post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of lawmakers on both sides of the aisle in both chambers of Congress are really coming around to the idea that perhaps they could be a part of regular mental health treatment and medicine. Sort of speaking to the data that's behind that push, what do we know about the potential benefits of using psychedelics to treat mental illness? So at the moment, we only have one psychedelic treatment approved. It's for a drug called ketamine, which can treat major depressive disorder. And there's no concrete definition of a psychedelic. So some people don't even count ketamine as a psychedelic. But there have been a lot of other really interesting studies that have looked at using certain drugs like MDMA, which is commonly known as ecstasy when taking in like a party setting, and its use in therapy settings specifically to help folks overcome post-traumatic stress disorder. And there are a lot of other ongoing studies looking at other hallucinogens and their potential role in treating mental health. But none of these are in phase three studies just yet. There's one phase three trial that has been completed using MDMA and therapy to treat PTSD. And in that case, individuals would go through two to three sessions using this therapy, and many of them are seeing their PTSD cured. The company that is manufacturing that version of MDMA is planning to file for regulatory approval later this year. So 2024, we could see the first new psychedelic therapy approved. Building off of that, where do efforts currently stand to change the legal status of psychedelics in the U.S.? 
Yeah. So what's a little bit tricky about psychedelics is it's kind of hard to study them because they're all Schedule One substances, or most of them are Schedule One substances, which is a scheduling by the Drug Enforcement Administration that says that these drugs have no therapeutic use and they are potentially addictive. So anyone trying to study these drugs in a clinical sense has to work with the DEA, which is just another hurdle to do so. But one thing I think that's really critical to understand is that even though a lot of these substances are scheduled, the way that researchers and clinicians are proposing using them is not simply take these drugs and we'll wish you on your way. You wouldn't get necessarily a prescription from your pharmacy to use any of these. You would be going into a treatment facility where you would be working with a licensed therapist who would oversee you while you are taking these drugs. So it's pretty different from the way that they're used outside of a clinical setting or like on a street setting per se. And that's kind of the reputation that a lot of them have. So that stigma and then the actual hurdle of working with the DEA and then the FDA to make sure that everyone is safe involved in these trials makes it a little bit harder to test. And that's why it's a little harder to get these studies off the ground. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for your reporting on this and for explaining this very important issue to us. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.